Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Chris Purcell from Swimbait Underground. Chris comes on and kind of gives us a history of Swimbait Underground and his involvement with it. Uh, he also bring in all the collaboration baits they've done with all the companies. Super cool. He breaks down each one. I was going to try to make a video for YouTube, but uh, I screwed the video up again. I lost actually lost the main video, so I just had the little shots, which you saw on the Instagram portion of the video. Um, check them out. They got some pretty cool stuff coming out to uh, clothing. Uh, and Chris was a super cool interview, man. I had a lot of fun with him. And, uh, yeah, I have a, a quick read to do uh, for Ambitious Ales. Haven't got that recorded yet, so here we go. Ambitious Ales is a microbrewery located in the beautiful community of Bixby Knolls in Long Beach, California. They serve classic beer styles with unique ingredients that are perfect for both the craft beer enthusiasts and those new to craft beer. Beer isn't your thing? This is still the spot for you. Ambitious Ales prides themselves in offering beers that even the non-beer drinker may enjoy. If you still can't find a beer you dig, then sip on some homemade cold brew coffee or the refreshing cold pop. Um, the beer that I'm drinking right now is their uh, IPA. I for, again, I think it's like a clocks, clock radio. Uh, I love that beer. It's really good. And the one my wife is drinking is a mango, mangoes, I think. Uh both are great beers. Go check them out. Uh, they're located on 4019 Atlantic Avenue in Long Beach, California. It's also, if you got a dog, the uh, tasting room is dog-friendly and kid-friendly, so it's kind of cool you can bring your kids. Have a couple beers. Um, thanks for listening to this episode. Fun time. The next one we're doing is going to be Phoenix uh, Rods, and we're going to do a giveaway on that one with an M1. I'll, I'll give more details this week. Uh, catch you on the next one later. The Bite Journal is our newest sponsor. And if you like the rawness of Cast and Crank, it's 132 pages are for you. The Bite Journal is all about blood, scales, and roots. Surprising subjects. Long-form investigations of famous vessels and epic destinations. Profiles of honored pioneers and respected young guns alike. And a half scoop of commercial fishing intel along the way. If it's legit, it fits. If it's trendy, poor value, won't be here next cycle, or irrelevant to your fishery, pass such rich waters deserve a vivid authoritative publication of record and the bite has gladly accepted that challenge each edition features a raft of articles equivalent in page count to any three copies of a standard fishing periodical the bite isn't for everyone but if you favor a limited load high results experience you just found your ride subscribe at thebitejournal.com and if you are not following them on instagram at the underscore bite b-i-g-h-t you are blowing it
So let's talk about how the whole thing with the big baits, how you got into that, because I know you've probably been fishing your whole life. Yeah, I've been, been fishing most of my life. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it was always catching fish that didn't meet up to the standards that I was looking for. You know, for the longest time, my PB was like six and change. Throwing for freshwater? Freshwater, yeah, okay. sorry. Uh, largemouth bass. So it was always, it was in that six pound range. I was throwing drop shot. I would always find myself throwing the same sort of things. Um, and really it started for me looking to up my PB. So went online, found a different forum where you could buy, sell baits and like learn techniques, post your picks. What was your, if you don't mind me asking, what was the first forum you kind of like researched on? The, uh, the first forum that I researched was Swimbait Nation. Okay. So the guys on Swimbait Nation had a great platform. Uh, I think it was probably the first any sort of uh, Swimbait specific website. Uh-huh. And they did a great job. Uh, there were some things that that kind of were stifling, I guess, or that would like, you know, quiet down specific people in certain areas. So uh, it just had a lot to do with is board sponsor driven. So yeah, yeah. everything was like this bait, that bait. But it was <laughs> as long as they were on the page, yeah. that was the deal. Yeah. And that's kind of how um, Underground came about. Uh, the guys that founded Underground were looking for a space where they could talk about whatever they wanted to, whether it was XYZ bait or any like Rod Reel, whatever brand they wanted to talk about, they wanted to be able to do it at any time. Yeah. Uh, and not have sort of, um, you know, a sensor, if you will. What year did a Swimbait Underground start? 2010, December 10th, 2010. Oh, so okay. You kind of like found it when they kind of started. Yeah. So I started on Nation in 08, 09, started big bait fishing mm-hmm. around that time. And then 2010, at toward the end of the year, the group of guys started the website. And a lot of the like main, the key players, the big, the big bait throwers that were at the time on Nation started moving to Underground. Who was the, um, do you know who the original guys that started their names? Like who was part of Swimbit Underground? Uh, if gosh. they don't mind being mentioned, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know that they all want to be mentioned. Okay, um, but some some of the guys that you still see in today's in today's big bait world, they they were a part of it, big okay. names, yeah. and they're they're still prominent in the industry. Okay, they just opted to do something a little bit different with their time, yeah, rather than manage the forum, <laughs> yeah, because at the time it that's all it was, yeah. it was just a forum, yeah. Uh, so with with that being said they kind of went their own ways and swimming underground continued. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being a couple of, a couple of different guys with those two guys. And the transition was about <clears throat> how long to change who kind of helped run the website completely. See, that's for me, that's, I don't know the exact like timing on, on how that transition went. Okay. I know my timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you kind of, if we start back from the beginning, started big baiting 08, 09, just looking for that next big PB, mm-hmm. biggest fish. And I really dedicated myself to it about in 2009 Okay, to the point where since then I haven't personally owned a swim bait or excuse me, a spinning rod. Like, wow, that's it. No drop shot, no drop shot, <laughs> <laughs> no small casting rods. Like yeah. pretty much anything that's medium heavy and up fishing, 20 and 20 pound and up up line are you throwing um flipping jigs still frogs nope i don't even know just, the frog rod. just swim bait just swim bait. that's some dedication man yeah um and it, it it was dedication and and man there were so many days and i hear you talk about it on the podcast <laughs> all the time like back out here throwing the same damn thing not yeah. getting bit and it might have been a different time but want to say my 
second or third full year, PB went from six to nine That's on the HUD. Awesome, dude. Yeah, at a, at a lake that I grew up fishing. Yeah, it uh, it's produced some giant fish. Shore so, pounding at the time? No, we were on a boat. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've always been fortunate enough to have a bass boat. My brother and nice. I share one. So uh, right now we fish out of a 19 tracker, okay. uh, trolling motor, electronics, everything you need for the, the San Diego lakes that we fish. Uh, so PB went from, let's say, mid sixes up to nine. And then the, like the quest was on. It was anytime I could, I was fishing swim baits, day, night, at the lakes, whatever I could do, as long as uh, I was able to get the time. Mm-hmm. You know, before you have kids. <laughs> it's a totally different game now. <laughs> totally different game, yep. So uh, with all that going on, uh, you know, start getting the PB going. So around the same time, there started to be some changes going on. A lot of guys left Nation, went to Underground. Underground was a very popular place at the time because there wasn't a lot of social media. You had Facebook, yes, but not for like groups and things. It was really limited. No, I, I mean, even I started really fishing in 2009. Yeah. And <clears throat> when I got into catching a big bass, I remember going to swim bait underground like 2011. Yep. You know, before there was no fishing network was one because it was local and then swim bait underground. Right. So, yeah, two, December 2010 came along. Underground kind of started doing our own thing. And I want to say maybe like 11 or 12 um, the, the guys that were running the site asked that I be a moderator. Okay. So I started just moderating and somebody cusses, you have to clean it up or if they do. Is, post there, something. is there no cussing on the, on the thing or is it? Kinda... Yeah. Uh, it's pretty, pretty like family friendly in that okay. sense. That's uh, cool. we, we really pride ourselves in being like a, a community where you can go and, and speak your opinion, but no cussing. You can't really call people out. Like, to a certain extent, yeah, yeah, like we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna let it drag out. You want to, like, yeah, it's just got to be a civil conversation, uh-huh. and that's and that's pretty much what it's been since day one for yeah. the most part. Uh, the cussing has always been an issue online, and we just wanted a place where you know you're able to get the message across and and share our our you know common hobby fishing, yeah. swim bait fishing specifically, yeah. And the website is strictly dedicated to that, only swim bait fishing. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, people trying to come in and sell their old rods that are crankbait rods, whatever it might be, that kind of stuff's not allowed. You want to post your PB that's not a swimbait fish, that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. Swimbait fishing and everything that goes into it okay. is, is allowed within the website. Yeah. And so uh, you're still moderating till what time? Yep. I was like moderating what a, like till what a year? Maybe like, I don't know exactly, but let's say 2012. Okay. So it's 19. Yeah, I would say like 12, end of 12, beginning of 13. Uh-huh. Uh, they asked me to be more than that. So they brought me in as as partner, mm-hmm. um, as one of the partners, and it's kind of taken off from there. So at 2013, how many partners were there at that time? Just three. Three? Yeah. And um, now how many affiliates do you have? Because now it's just not SoCal or even California. Yeah, so it's, have- it's really taken off. So 2012, you look at it um, – that's about 2012, 13 is about when I became a part of it. Mm-hmm. That's also when we, I was looking the other day. I didn't know when we made our first Instagram post. It was uh, June 10th, 2012. Wow. So now, now you've got a whole new community kind of sprouting up uh-huh. where before guys would come in like yourself, you'd, you'd, you know, post your PB pick and that'd be the spot to show it off. Mm-hmm. Spot to talk about a new technique or questions or anything like that. So 12 started and then we really got into Facebook and Instagram and then Twitter was a little bit later on after that. You guys do Twitter too. 
Yeah, Twitter is huge in Japan. Really? Yeah, really, really popular. And and when I was there earlier this year, I found out the reason that their words are like one character. Mm -hmm. So in 120 characters, they can say a lot more than what we're able to say. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's nice. So uh, Japanese culture is really into Instagram and and Twitter. Wow. Yeah. But they they don't understand the forum portion of it. They don't do forums. Okay. So do you feel like Instagram... What's taking the priority right now? Like, not the priority, but what's what's your main uh, media? Main media? Uh, well, Instagram's posted every day, and that's kind of where we where we get the content that we're really looking to generate and push out there. Yeah. Um, but still going is the forum. The yeah. forum's been nonstop since the very beginning, um, and like the different sections of it. So it's kind of interesting. The, the Instagram side of it, you have certain guys that interact. Then there's certain people that don't want to do social media in that sense. So they're on the forums yeah. or then they're on maybe on Twitter. So you get different little groups. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are in the same. but uh, So you don't post stuff from uh, the forums on Instagram? We do. Okay, you do? Yep. So we'll go through, we'll grab content like, uh, for example, the PB section. Okay. You post your biggest fish on, on a swim bait. Uh, we'll go in, either myself, one of the moderators will grab that. And we'll get it over to the social team. Okay. Like, hey, this looks like really good content. And the hardest part is like, we want to share everybody's PB. It'd be great yeah. if we could. Yeah. But we've got to maintain like a certain level of of image quality. And there's got to be like a good yeah. picture. And there's, there can't be any questions on whether they caught it on <laughs> swim bait. Like you see some guys, they'll post your their PB and every rod in the background is a spinning rod. You're like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, PB section's a big one. We grab a lot of content from there. Uh, we have the sub tournaments. Every month we have an online tournament that okay. started in January 2011. So every month since January 2011, we've hosted an online swim bait only tournament. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, it was the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be off. I'm not sure. So essentially we release a code. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first, you like signups. So signups are... The 10th through the 15th. Uh-huh. You've got to say that you're in on the thread. We're in? Cool. It's got to be a swim bait. All the rules are there. Once the 15th starts, we release the codes. And I'm, it's common now. Code, the code for this week's tournament is... You know, yeah. This week's... There's actually a tournament going on right now. It's dark hours. Okay. So uh, not night bite, but dark hours. So you get the code. You put it on your scale. In the picture, you have to have the fish, the scale, the bait. Everything has to be there so we can put it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gone on since then. And and the prize prize every month is, you know, gear from us. Yeah. Uh, usually about 80 bucks worth of gear, hats, shirts, cool, bait dude. wrap. Yeah, whatever it might be. Yeah. And that culminates at the end of year. Well, actually not the end of year. Before ice out, which ice out is in or when they ice over in back east, like November. So every year in October, we have the Tournament of Champions or what we call the battle mm-hmm. for the underground. All the monthly winners are entered into this tournament. Winner gets a huge prize pack from all the companies that we work with throughout the no year. No way. Yeah. Yep. So starting to get all that stuff put together right now. And through the progression of this tournament, the biggest issue was always, well, you're in Massachusetts or wherever you are. You yeah. can't win. It was won by guys in California every year. So came up with a... Uh, like a handicap, if you will, mm-hmm. where if your state record is between 14 and 16 pounds, no matter what you catch, you get added 2.5 pounds. That makes makes it fair. Yeah. yeah. It, all we want is 
a, a place where everybody can come in, they can enter their fish and feel like they have a chance to win. Yeah. Versus every, what we had before where it was guaranteed California guy winning every time. <laughs> October, and not even not even California. A lot of times it was Northern California. Yeah. October up there, they're starting to put trout in. Big girls are out. Yeah. You're, we had fish, I want to say, up to like 13, 14 win it. Shit, dude. Yeah. That's big. Yep. You got one week to make it happen, and the guys the guys make it happen. Yeah. Um. So came up with the handicap system, and last year we actually had our first guy from the East Coast win the battle from mm-hmm. Massachusetts. He caught a seven, eight pounder. Damn. With the handicap yeah. for that, put him over the edge, which is great, right? For the East Coast, that side Huge. of the fish is big. Yep, and yeah. and swim baiting's gotten really big on the East Coast. Okay. Massachusetts has like a huge, huge following. There's mm-hmm. a big, big group of swim baiters out there. The whole, the whole area. I don't know exactly, like you know, geographically yeah. what the area is <laughs> yeah. called. Like I know the dudes from Massachusetts are are on the boards. They're catching big fish, and they're a big part of what we do. Wow, how many active users do you guys have right now? I don't know the exact number of active users, but I know on on Swimming Underground alone, we're close to 30,000 members. Wow, that's On good, the forums. Dude. Yeah. Yep. That's and, great. And then you add in the close to 100,000 on Instagram. Uh, I want to say like 26,000 on Facebook and Twitter. I'm not exactly sure how many we have. Which I feel like Facebook's the hardest one. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, dude... I look at my Facebook and I'm like, it sucks. Dude. I uh, I'm off I'm off Facebook personally. Oh, are you? Yeah, I I I still have an account and like I'll still get friend requests randomly all the time or you know throughout the day, but uh, I just choose not to spend my time there anymore. Yeah, yeah, I just deleted the app from my phone and oh man, that was radio silence, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Instagram too. You got to check that screen time on your phone. You got to manage the screen time. <laughs> Uh, but like social media is good and bad in what we yeah, do. Uh, exactly. It's really helped elevate our platform as a whole. Yeah. And so are are you taking care of, uh, what's your portion you like to take care of? Are you doing a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything. Okay. And we have guys that do other things. And the and I, I, this is something that's that's not known very well. But up until March of this year, it was kind of unknown who was running swimming underground and who is doing a lot of the things. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to Japan for a big trip to see some of our, our friends back there. We went to keep cast, which is, uh, it's similar to like their version of Fred hall. Okay. Uh, a lot of small, a lot of the smaller companies are there, but also the big companies. So we were there and it was kind of like the first time where I was seen as, as the front man, if you will. Who's the other two uh, people that are with you? Uh, so the other two guys specifically, uh, one's actually left since then. Okay. Uh, the other guy, kind of likes to remain nameless. Okay. Uh, as do most of the guys in the crew. Um, Which is kind of kind of a cool thing. Right? Yeah. It, well, it totally depends on what, like for I me, it was great. Cool. I mean, f- yeah, of course it's great for you. You're the face, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just fucking with I you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just messing around. Like dude. anybody that knows me, know that's like the last thing that I want. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like w- the reason that I do what I do with swimming underground is because I'm incredibly passionate about it. Like fishing has been a part of my life since I was a kid. And since 2009, 2010, like I mentioned, swim bait fishing has been the only thing for me. Um, and there's a lot of drama that goes on in this, in the swim bait world specifically, especially in Southern California, because the waters are so close and there's a bunch so many people. And I feel like that's with all fishing. At least yeah. in, I think Southern California is just drama. <laughs> It sounds horrible, but uh, it's yeah, not just it's, Southern California. But I, I found mean, out it's everywhere. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Like complaints yeah. like a son of a gun from everywhere. Uh, 
Yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's all over the world. And yeah. I think it's just be, when you become passionate about certain things, like mm-hmm. there's so few people that are running in, in certain circles yeah. and doing what we're doing that it's just a, uh, there's people that are going to butt heads. Yeah. So back to your question, like, that's why a lot of the guys remain nameless, like social media guy, the blog guy, the guy that runs the tournaments, the shipping and receiving. They're just, they're all dudes. They are all a part of the industry. Uh, they just don't. Uh, they're just helping you out because yeah. they want to be part of it. They want to be a part but of it. But they don't need to, they don't need any kind of recognition. Yep. I get what you're saying. Yep. And that's, I, I maybe, you know, leave from the top, but that's how it is for me too. Like yeah. even just doing this is not, <laughs> it's so, so far outside of my, my comfort zone yeah. and like sitting and talking about what we're doing. Uh-huh. Uh, but we haven't talked about this. Like I've listened to all your episodes. I really appreciate what you're doing for the fishing community. Thanks bro. Like, I appreciate that. It's uh it's something that's really important for us to be, you know, part of a community, whether we're swim bait fishing, saltwater fishing, trout fishing, whatever it is, like we all have the same hobby. Mm-hmm. We all come from different walks of life, but at the end of the day, like we're all into the exact same thing, catching fish, having a good time. Yeah. So the people that you have on like really opens my eyes and, and it, and it, it shines a different kind of light on each one of them. Like there's dudes that you, you see their name. You're like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be interested in that. Yeah. Like we, uh, <laughs> like type of music. Uh, uh Nick I'm, Townsend, my yeah, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not really good with all the names, yeah. but like, uh, he does the mastering. Yeah. Right? I'm not into that kind of music at all. You guys are talking about places that I've never heard of. And it like <laughs> it, you're speaking French as far as I'm concerned, yeah. but like, it's cool how the two of you knew each other in a past life, then started fishing and like, you're back doing it again. And he's helping you with some yeah. of this stuff. It, it's really neat to see the fishing community kind of become a part of that. And that's really what we're fostering on Swimmate Underground, whether it's on the website or on Instagram or Facebook. And I feel like, yeah, you guys push the same thing where it's a lot of positive, you know? Yeah. When it's easy, yeah, for nowadays, it's negativity just everywhere. Totally. And that <laughs> and that's what we want. There's negativity everywhere. Yeah. Like, same reason I'm off Facebook. I'm, I like, I don't turn the news on. You, you want to sit there and watch oh, news with all dude. the stuff? Like, you're, you got five <laughs> minutes and you know everything that's, everything bad that's going on in the exactly. world. Exactly. When there's so much good that we're all doing. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, happy to do this because of what you mean to this community and and it's a it's a really awesome thing that you're doing yeah i mean and and you're helping us uh grow like a lot i mean you and mike and fred mattin matt peters you know like uh dude all these guys have been super nice and uh i'm trying to get more freshwater guys on i think the next thing i'm gonna do probably make a trip to san diego and make a trip trip up north yeah it's funny you meant you mentioned peters uh so right (laughs) around the time that i started getting into swim baiting was when Southern Trout Eaters came out. So such a great, I watched that like six months ago and I just watched the whole thing. I'm like, this is great cast to catch. Like, yeah, fucking awesome. And like the dudes that are, that were doing cast to catch then there weren't a lot, you know, yeah. it was Peters, it was Butch Brown. Yeah. And he's still doing it. And they're the reason that I have my PB on cast to catch footage that forever, like it'll be there, which is awesome. Like largemouth, I have, uh, do you think it's very important if you are videoing yourself to do the cast to catch. Totally. And like today, you got, it, you got to today because it's like too easy just to go. Today's day, day and age, like with the programs that they, that people can do and edit and Photoshop and all these different things, cast to catch is really all we have left, especially when you see some of the things that have come out recently. Yeah. Um, and you know, our stance on that is like, let that kind of 
go be whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but if you don't want any questions, show it. Yeah. If you if you want to show that you've caught, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever it is. Heck, if you cut a six pounder and that's your PB, that's awesome. Like cast a catch at the end of the day is is really what what puts it all together. Do you uh, run a GoPro most of the time when you fish? I don't run a GoPro much at all anymore. No, just uh, a picture. That's it. Huh? Interestingly enough, my PB was filmed on a camera like you've got up there. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Kind of like GoPros were so unstable or unstable at the time. Like the 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 handy cam was where it's at. Yeah. Um. But yeah, got it. I was, I had some guys in town from. Uh, How did you set it up on your boat? In the seat post. Did you? And yeah. Just kind of. Yep. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, it was good. Uh, hey, it was rudimentary, but it worked. How, um, uh, how big was the fish? 11-11. Uh, and when was that? Gosh, 13? 13 maybe? 13, 14? Wow. So it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what you're feeling. My PB's, uh, I think it's almost 8, 7 something out of uh, Henshaw. Yep. When I first started fishing. It's uh, When I first started getting into largemouth, so it's like, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to touch that again. If, if I'm going to, it's going to be with a big swim bait. But you, That's the yeah. whole thing. Like When you start to put the time in, you're not going to catch fish for three weeks. Like I, I've uh, talked to some guys on the water, uh, like Gilbert. I talked to him recently, and he, he's uh, after his show, like, oh, you know, I did 42 trips in a row and blanking. Like, I don't have 42 trips in the bank for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, with a wife and a, and a son who's a little bit over a year. Like I'm lucky if I'm getting out twice a month now. Does that change your fishing style? Yeah, totally. Really? Big time. So does that make you go, I'm going to use any swim bait I can, or I'm going to stick with a certain swim bait? Um, I the, like that to go, uh, That's something that interests me because, okay, if if you know you have this much time, like because you have kids, wife, mm-hmm. what are you going to do to make your chances better? Are you going to lighten up line? You're going to change right. a different rod? What are you going to do? It really comes down to what your end goal is. Like okay. if you're strictly looking for a PB, there it's hard to beat the months of December to March before they get on beds. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's another thing in the, in the cast to catch world. Bed fishing is not swim bait fishing, like (laughs) two totally different things. Yeah. Um, It's it's just not. Yeah. Um, So before they get up on beds, obviously they're going to be their biggest. My recommendation, you know, depending on what your style is, a lot of guys are drawn to hard baits and glide baits, but at the end of the day, it's tough to beat a big soft bait. Really? Yeah. Whatever that might be, uh, you know, if you're into Huddlestons or if you're into, you know, the, the Battle Shad or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, big soft bait's the way to go. Something that hides the hook as, as much as you can. There's nothing extra there. Like, yeah. it looks as natural as possible. That's same, my opinion. Same thing if you were throwing uh, just to catch a fish. Would you no, go differently? Totally different. What would you do in that? Uh, so, like, a lot of my, my fishing time now is during the summer and at night because mm-hmm. that's when I can get out. So I really like some of the JDM stuff, the big crawler baits. I don't know if you've seen them. I've got one in the bag. We can, yeah. we can check it out. But yeah. it, it basically looks like a bat that's on top of the water uh, where like the top water explosion in the middle of summer, it's just something that, it, but it's different. You're not going to get that 12 pounder. You're not going to get that 10 pounder in the middle of summer in the areas that we're fishing <laughs> where, where you can fish at night. Yeah. Um. So a lot of that reaction type bait. Um, the stuff that, the stuff that DRT is doing right now with the, uh, tiny clash and canine, those are, those are high up guys like Caesar at toxic. Yeah. I could go on all day for, with baits, mm-hmm. but like if you're strictly looking for a PB, there's, it's tough to beat 
a big soft bait. That style of bait, yeah. yeah. Whether it's boot tail, paddle tail, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So then um, as you started to expand, we'll go back to the swim bait underground stuff. Yep. Uh, what was your first thing where you're like, okay, do you now you have guys back east that kind of help out with yeah. material too, right? Yeah. So there's there's like some guys. What, 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 uh, where are you, where, what uh, states are you in? How about that? Where you have guys that help. Got, maybe mo- do any kind of moderation or even like yeah. blog post or something. Yeah. So you've got like obviously heavily California based because there's yeah. a big, big portion of anglers here. Then we have a couple guys back East. Um, if I gave away their location, they might be. No, a little more, do, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, there's a couple guys back East that help out uh-huh. more than anything. It's just, it's just being, being there to, to do what take, what it takes. And, uh, you know, the cool part about that for them is they, I guess it's good and bad. They get to see the back end of what's going on. Yeah. In certain instances. And, uh, it can go one of two ways for you. Either you become more enthralled in the community or it's kind of a, a turnoff for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and when did, uh, the Japan thing kind of come about Japan? Well, like if you, if you're in the, in this world, swim baits and, and you know, anything like you want to go to Lake Biwa, it'd be the equivalent of, uh, you know, clear Lake here, but yeah. even more allure just because of the, the JDM tackle and the high end stuff that they have. So a, a trip to Japan has been on on my list for as long as I can remember. Okay, uh, and it really became a reality with interestingly enough our like one of our very first Japanese orders. Really? Yeah, it was, it's cool. So uh, had a had an order from a guy that's he's pretty prominent over there, um, and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. One of our first Japanese customers, and I didn't realize that the uh, the label printer couldn't print the characters that in their address. So it wasn't in English. It was just in Japanese characters. I uh, didn't look at the label, put it on the, obviously I put it in a box with way more stuff, put it on the box in the little customs form thing and messaged him. Hey, did you ever get the stuff? Never just disappeared. That box is still floating around somewhere in the middle of nowhere. That sucks. Yeah. So then after that, I kind of went back and retraced and we we've connected with them long term, and he actually hosted us at his booth. Uh, oh, Dr. Wow. Tomoya Shirakawa from DRT. Yeah, he had us at his booth um, at Keepcast this year, and so it was a nice. It was a two week trip. First half of the trip was my wife, my son, and I uh, getting to experience Japan as, yeah. a, as a family, which was incredible. Uh, my son's a little over a year. He's like a year and two months, year and three months coming mm-hmm. up. So at that time, he was young. He was. I guess eight months. Wow. Yeah. So he spent a lot of time like in the, in the carrier being toted around and he loved every minute of it. Uh, My wife and I had a great time. And then the second half of the trip, some of the crew came in and we, my brother included, we went, uh, so there was four of us total, myself, my brother, uh, buddy Ben, and then uh, Raphael from DRT USA met up. And then uh, we all went from Tokyo, visited a couple tackle shops and cruised down to Nagoya for the big show. Wow. Did two days of that. Uh, had an interpreter because I speak no <laughs> Japanese, which is ridiculous. Um, but it's hard and incredibly gracious people, like very nice. Um, how did uh, Swim Bit Underground go over at the show? Great, yeah, yeah, a lot of people come up, and- tons. It was it was wild to see how many people were wearing the gear. Um, it's it's humbling to see, especially so far away from home, yeah, and not speaking it, you know, English, to, <laughs> and they're wearing the gear. And, um, we did, we did two days 
we we had a special release bait and some bait wraps that that we did both days. Mm-hmm. We sold out both days. It was wow. really cool. Met a bunch of customers, made lifelong friends, still message them uh, over Instagram. And that's one of the cool things that that we see now through through social media is like you you're immediately connected to these people uh that you've never met before. Then you meet them and it's it, the bonds even stronger. Yeah. Uh, so the community just continues to grow. Uh, but it was, it was really cool deal. Then the, then after the show, we were down on Lake Biwa fishing and hanging out for, uh, for five days of, uh, fun. How was the fishing? It was a tough time of year. Was it? Yeah. I did catch a bass. Oh, good. Uh, caught a bass <laughs> on shore, uh, right, right out near the hotel. It was kind of an interesting story. Uh, we're staying at this really nice hotel on the South shore of Lake Biwa mm-hmm. and, uh, there's people fishing everywhere. It's a huge lake, almost like an ocean, but everywhere you go, there's people fishing from shore. So most are shore shore fishermen because the sheer cost of the boat and storage and all this stuff and space more than anything. Uh, So it's it's mostly shore-driven anglers. And uh, we're cruising down and going to a restaurant. My Mm -hmm. wife and I were walking down to have lunch with our son, and it was an Italian restaurant right on the shore called, uh, I think it was Anchovy. Italian restaurant in Japan, right on the shore. Yeah, it's a super cool spot. Yeah, maybe like half a mile from our hotel. We walk down there, and um, we start eating, have a great meal. We're trying to pay, and the chef comes out from the back and goes, "Sorry, you can't pay." And I'm like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Swimbait Underground, you, Chris." I'm like, "Yeah." Apparently he was at the show in Nagoya, which oh, is really? yeah, that's awesome. Two dude. hour train ride, yeah, f- uh, down into Shiga, and he saw us at the show. And uh, I had nothing with me, like no, you know, yeah. no extra freebies. I had no stickers. I'm like, oh man, we got to get this guy hooked up. Yeah. So uh, it was really cool. Got a picture with him, with myself, my wife, and my son. Then we go back to the hotel. I grabbed some of our gear to give him um, what we had left at that point. And took my fishing rod, started fishing back, fishing my way back down. Boom, got a fish right there, like on the way back to see the guy. Hooked him up with some gear, and it was it was really really it all neat came deal. together. It's like a nice story, you know. Yeah, like, it was a tiny catch fish. A fish. Yeah. It doesn't matter, dude. I don't. Have- <laughs> it was like uh, it was maybe two pounds, but uh, pretty neat. Yeah, it was the middle of March, so cold weather. It was really cold there. A lot of people fish though. Oh, we saw a lot of people fish. Ton of people, like just from in that half mile walk, we probably walked by, I don't know, fifteen twenty shore fishermen. That's a lot. And from our hotel room, you could see like this really cool um, jetty point that went out. And no matter what time you were awake, there was somebody fishing that point. And at times, like three, four, five boats. It it was really yeah. Wow, fishing is a big part of their world. Is it? Yeah. That's cool to see. Yeah, it was cool. And like the, the trip as a whole was neat. My brother got to go on a boat with um, the world record holder, largemouth bass. Dude. Yeah, super cool. And Tamoya and Raphael from DRT USA. Like some some neat experiences that we'll take back forever. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to go back in March. Does uh, your brother help out a lot? Yeah, my yeah. brother does a ton. Does he? he uh, yep. He's a big freshwater fisherman then too? And salt. Salt. Yeah, so like right now, right now it's tough to catch good <laughs> good fish yeah large big large mouth for us so he transitions to salt and uh he's been chasing yellowfin and bluefin all summer and yeah doing doing pretty well do you do uh, calico fishing too i do yeah i, I love calico fishing same same application i take Are you the, swim using the same swim baits as you do for freshwater yeah that yep. was a question that I, I had same exact same stuff really uh 
hard baits though, not the soft. They're, yeah. You know, you're, you're going to throw huddles in there. It'll get ruined. It's not worth Too much it. Money, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it depends what you lose. So, yeah. um, I would say in the last two to three years, it's really been like a huge transition. The, 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 the swim baits are the exact same on fresh and salt for me. Mm-hmm. Just depends on like what application I'm looking for. Um, so last year I got my PB Calico on the swim bait, uh, eight, three. What were you using? Uh, clash nine DRT. It's like, really? a, yep. Oh. Fish is like a big crankbait. Yeah. And same sort of deal. There's a lot of different options on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool to be able to catch my PB on, on a swim bait. It's a freshwater swim bait mm-hmm. and I, I just ruin them out there in the salt. <laughs> hook hangers are toast like i've broken them lost one to a seal a couple weeks ago (laughs) same gear like same uh line set up everything or using like braid instead yeah 65 pound really uh yeah and traditionally i'm using extra heavy and heavy swim bait rods same stuff tranks 300 or i have a japanese one it's a grappler 300 it's just are you a big tranks guy is that your reel that you like to use it is currently i've i've used everything um, it's just become kind of my go-to okay. convenience, um, durability more than anything. Yeah. Which is still cool to see. Like when I see a uh, Ryan block, he would always put up stuff, triple trout stuff. It's kind of, that's really cool. Yep. And then that's, that's exactly it. Triple yeah. trout. The, you know, there's, there's so many different baits that you can use, but my saltwater bait box looks a lot like my freshwater <laughs> bait box. It's just got ST 66s on there instead. Really? Yeah. Wow. Same stuff. Yeah. Um, like it, it's, uh, it's neat to be able to cross over and, and catch them on both things. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And then, uh, how long have you been really focusing on the clothing part of the, uh, of the company? So like the, not just being a website and social yeah. media, like the, 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 that side of things probably maybe like 13 also 13, 14. Really? Yeah. It's really, it, it's a little later. Yeah. Uh, just because there's so many logistics to so many lo- things logistically that we, that we have to do. Um, you know, and I'm not a design guy. I don't, you know, I don't do that stuff, so <laughs> it's not easy. Um, but the, the clothing and the, 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 the good side of things, if you will, um, has been in the works for a while. Hats, all that stuff. Uh, bait wraps. Yeah. Uh, That'll hold all those wraps. The, the new bag, you guys, but that's a that yeah, bag, right? New backpack that uh, we just, it, it came together on the Japan trip too. Uh, guys from Korea have a ni- really nice bag. It's perfect for shore fishing. It's mm-hmm. got a plier holder. It's got everything you need. We met him at the show in Japan. We were able to do some co- co-branding or collaboration, and uh, we just hit, did our second drop of them, and they're almost gone. It's it's what that's I fish great. in every day. Yeah. yeah, It's actually what I fished in over there too. It's cool. Did you- yeah, he gave me a sample of one, and so it was a, it was <laughs> a good sales use. technique yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Is uh, that a limited release thing? Or are you going to just probably not do any more after the second drop? A lot of what we do is fairly limited okay. in that we're not looking to have stuff sit around or, or anything like that. So uh, we do runs of them. We will definitely do more of these bags. Just depends on the color and, and yeah. when they'll when they'll come up next. Um the things that are limited, though, are like the bait releases that we've done. So tons of bait makers, both here in the United States and over in Japan, we've done special one-off colors and mm-hmm. collaborations with them. We get X number of them, we put them up, and they sell out real quick. 
You guys sell everything yourself too, right? In the in the states here, yeah, uh, we have a couple. We have a couple stores. Oh, you do? Yeah. So, like, the, my hometown store is East County Bait and Tackle. Those okay. that I know you you like yeah. to ask and find out. What yeah. The, those are yeah. those those are the guys when I need something freshwater. That's that's where I'm going. Okay. Uh, they do a great job. And then in Northern California, we've got uh, Coyote Bait and Tackle. Okay. Those are the two, and that's that's is it. Is Coyote the, the one that did the commercial? There was a, a, a one that did this crazy commercial. I don't remember it. God, I think it was. It's possible. It was like some redneck dude coming in and, and like it was like a used car salesman commercial. I'd have to check it out. <laughs> dude, uh, it, was, it was great. It is great. Yeah. The the guys up at, at Coyote are great too. And yeah. um so yeah, here that's what we do. But everything else is direct to consumer. Great. Uh which is uh it's a you know, a different <laughs> dynamic for sure. Yeah, lots of work, right? More work, yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day we're able to kind of um personable, a little more personal. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And and more than anything the the user experience is there for each of the people at the end of the day like we have the whole thing for each of them they get the bag they get the sticker they get the keychain that goes with it and we determine how that process is yeah that's cool um then on the flip side once we go international like we have we have a ton of stores internationally that kind of distribute for us because or excuse me not distribute but sell Mm -hmm. uh because different markets are more inclined to go to brick and mortar yeah the language barrier is difficult oh i'm sure so yeah, you got to deal with. You probably have a guy over there that speaks English that can talk to you, right? We I have hope. we have some guys there that speak <laughs> oh, English, but like at the end of the day, it's it's a lot. A lot of it's in house. Um, Are you getting up to talk to people like phone calls at the middle? Of the like, night? Well, the nice thing is like they're getting up when we're traditionally going to sleep. Okay, so uh, you know, put my son to bed or help with that whole process, and then if there's anything else that needs to be done, but a lot of those calls are late night, early morning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing like nothing bizarre. Like yeah. Wake up at one a.m. for a conference call. Nothing like that. But uh, a lot of like burning it at, at both ends of the candle. Yeah. To just to make sure that it, it keeps moving forward because you know it's a passion of mine. I love fishing. The, the company's a big passion too. And uh, plus, like on on the overseas part, like there's a huge infatuation domestically with what they're doing. Yeah. Like in, in the swim bait world and, and in the bass fishing world, like the JDM stuff is always next level. Well, that same feeling is flipped. They they look at our stuff as like, oh, that's the next thing. Or So yeah. there's a lot of that that goes back and forth and just need to make sure that we can facilitate that as and bring it back into the community as much as we can. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Which is crazy being able to deal with someone like overseas, uh, which makes your dream kind of go, wow, man, the it's, iPhone, it's coming. Dude, the iPhone <laughs> makes things so easy. Yeah. Uh, like when we were there, you can open the Google translate app. And if there's a sign in Japanese, you just hold your phone up to it and it tells you exactly what yeah. you need. So a lot of the messages might be choppy, but you know, I'm, I'm talking to people in Japan, I'm talking to them in Korea and I can get the point across. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just found that it's best to keep it short and direct. And I'm sure they feel the same way. They probably have a, a choppy message. Yeah. Back at you. Yep. And, but at the same time, like, um, you know, every once in a while they'll ask me to send something in English or whatever it might be because it does get lost in translation. That, that happens all oh, the time. I bet. And <laughs> we, we really found it when we went over there, they wanted to know a lot about kind of like the behind the scenes stuff, um, in the U S fishing world. Um, <laughs> they wanted to get the insight. They like the drama. No. <laughs> Not drama as much, but like there was a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. So translator help. 
Yeah, we had a translator. <laughs> uh, gosh, um, I was actually just messaging him earlier. In, uh, I guess it was last week I was uh-huh. messaging him. But we had two translators, one at the booth and then one that was with us for the, the portion of the time. And like, if it wasn't for them, you've just got a bunch of guys. Like all of us are <laughs> looking the same. At each other going, Either <laughs> looking on our phone, hitting messages and like bowing and shaking our head. Yes. Or like, no, that's not it. Or, or like, Hey, where's the next, you know, where's the next meal or the next beer? Like that was the, you know, there's yeah. some cool stuff. Um, what, so you guys did an Irvine event. When was that? We've done two, maybe three Irvine events. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the exact dates and I should have brought them up because, uh-huh. uh, so yeah, in addition to the monthly online tournaments, we have, we've also hosted a couple in-person tournaments at Irvine, uh, unofficial, unofficial, <laughs> no yeah, unofficial tournaments, uh, same thing, but everybody was in person, big fish, swim baits only, you know, whatever the rules were six inches and up and what, however you want to look at it. Um, but there was two, maybe three. It was usually team tournaments. Um, and So it was a shore pound? Or was no, it boats. Oh, at early. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. How many uh, boats did you guys have? Oh, I can't. I know we had a guy come down from Northern California for it um, mm-hmm. and potentially one other, but I want to say there was anywhere from 10 to 20 boats each time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, we, had, we had one that um, guy, a team by the name of Alex and Austin, um, mm-hmm. Alex Kim from Shimano. Uh-huh. Gully is his online, uh, persona. <laughs> he won it. Uh, I believe it was on the triple trout and I think it was his PB and it was like 10 or 11. Oh, damn. Yeah. So to be able to put it all together and have somebody catch and I, I and I could be totally off. So Gully, if you're hearing this, I apologize if it's not your PB. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If it, you know, but to have somebody catch their PB in a tournament, you know, at a swim bait only event, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Then the next one, um, my brother and I actually won, oh, uh, nothing ch- big. Look at you. Winners. No. Uh, the guys that well, put it on. No, we rigged it. Yeah, we totally rigged it. <laughs> I'm uh, sure you heard that. <laughs> no, we didn't. That, that's one <laughs> thing about like, you know, in the cast to catch world and you can, and you can, yeah. The, they were both night tournaments though, so it wasn't footage, but like yeah. these, this group of guys that came out for this event, everybody knew each other. Um, and th- yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no funny business, but yeah. we have had guys try to cheat on the monthly tournaments. Oh, have you? Yeah. They, They've gotten far, like almost. No, like know? just on the, on the month, they like post their fish up and then we start looking around and kicking around and we're like, yeah, that's an old picture. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure every dude. Everyone's going to cheat no matter what. Like there's, there's going to be somebody. Gonna, someone's going to cheat, dude. For someone's sure. Someone's going to cheat. Yep. Um, and then uh, have you thought about doing like any other tournaments? Yeah. We've talked about doing tournaments again um, with some of the guys in Southern California and just actually doing it right and, and getting the permits and having the lake to ourselves and for the entire night. And maybe just doing like a full swim bait only. Yep. Wow. Which would probably get a lot of guys interested in that. Yeah, there'd be a ton. Like we were just up at one in Northern California. Um, there's another company that was hosting a tournament and there was a corresponding toxic day and that mm-hmm. was swim bait only tournament. Um, and so we, we could do something like that. The, the, the difficult thing in Southern California is just the waters are so small. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it could definitely work as long yeah. as we had the right people, you know, on the city side or whatever, whatever permits and everything need to be done to make it happen. Um, The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It would be something that'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be cool. Logistically, it's just a little difficult at this time. Oh, I bet. You, yep. know, you had a lot of things going on. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, very fortunate and uh, just try to get as much of it done as I can. And, you know, it's it's just be part of becoming a family man and trying to run businesses and doing things, you know, just like you're doing with this, like yeah. spending the extra time, making the extra effort to put something out for the community that, uh, you know, there might have been a void at, void at the time before. Yeah. Let's, uh, you bring some baits we can check out. Yeah, got Let's a check them baits. out. All right, so uh, Chris brings some of the baits they've done collaborations with. Um, there's a million different ones you guys have done it with. So uh, oh, the, of, the uh, collaboration baits we're looking at are uh, just from bait makers, whether they're here in the U.S. or over in Japan, that we've released limited quantities of. And uh, what we'll do is we'll give a full breakdown on each of them. Uh, but it's really neat. There's some from guys that were that are members of the forum. They started in the grassroots section where that's kind of like the lure building section. They showed progress in some of their baits. They have people that help that help field test them, and then they finally get to a, a product that they feel is good enough to release to the public. So this, some of these guys started by watching or looking through Swimbait Underground and going, I want to make a bit. I don't know if they started by watching there, but progress of their baits is documented there. You so saw they, them come up. Exactly. Okay. So saw them come up through the ranks where, you know, it was an idea and then they had this kind of crude one the first time and it's gotten better and better and better. And uh, so that's one of the neat little sections on the forums. Um, and it's active. You see guys all the time just coming out with new ideas. Um, so there's uh, what, there's probably like four, three or four of those baits here on the table okay. were guys that are a part of the forums that showed build build threads throughout, which and is you pretty saw neat. Them, and you saw them build up, like we were saying, through the... Yeah, it's... it's you saw their promo, their, no, their prototype all like, the way Yeah, like to, all the way through the end. And yeah. like, it's kind of interesting. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had some guys in from uh, Arizona. And like being, being a part of the community for as long as I have, I've kind of seen them grow up to where they were like, you know, 13, 14 year old kids just kind of starting to fish to now they're younger adults and they flew out here. We took them fishing, we'd go out, have dinner. And, uh, it's kind of neat to see the progression of both somebody's baits and also their, uh, you know, their themselves as a person. Yeah. I I had a lot more hair when I started, uh, (laughs) started working. Hey, I'm there with you. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you got to wear it, bro. You got to wear the, you know, yeah. Bald head. I'm all about it, dude. Hey, I'm part of the club. Exactly. That's what it's all about today. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about, I mean, we got time, so we'll kind of go over all these baits. Uh, we got more stuff coming and hopefully in the next couple months, if all goes well, I can put up a uh, actual YouTube of each podcast, but it's hard 
I'm sure Chris Miller doing this solo, dude, is is not easy. Yeah. <laughs> so the and it's it's like we, when you started talking earlier about the uh, you know cast to catch and GoPros mm-hmm. and stuff. That's kind of why I got away from it. The sheer management of all of the of the content that we have is ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, I think we're we just got a new GoPro, and so we'll be kind of getting things back going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really I really want to get like my next goal in fishing in general is to get that ten pound calico. Um, and for me to have both large and, and calico over 10 on the swim bait would be awesome. And it'd be a, a just next level to have them both on cast to catch. So, yeah. uh, that's, that's really what kind of is, uh, on the horizon for my personal fishing. Wow. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be a cool cast to catch to have both. That's like, yeah, that'd be a great video. It, it would be, <laughs> it would be cool. I look, now, hold I, on. if you could do it on the same bait that even be cooler same bait is possible uh <laughs> my yeah it is possible right? it'd be that would be freaking crazy yeah like, to do, that'd be wild yeah. now the same like exact bait i don't know i i uh have been to, known to lose a lot of baits um uh, whether it's <laughs> very expensive bait <laughs> oh my gosh the most expensive uh, it was heartbreaking when the uh, bull shooter first came out mm-hmm. the full-size one you could only get them in japan and uh I, I got it through some online auction, not eBay, but like yeah. a third party source where you have to pay somebody to bid on it for you. And I think I paid over 300 for it. Was that your most expensive? No. Oh, at the time, yes. Okay. It, it was my most expensive. Um, and I went out one morning and I was fishing. Oh my God. And <laughs> I just, I didn't even, I didn't cast it off. I didn't break it off. I was just reeling in and it was gone. As if like somebody what came. Size line? What size I, line? I usually fish twenty pound. Twenty pound uh, mono or floral? Uh, I fish copoly, so triple X, which is a combination of of them both. Um, which is kind of light. Twenty pound? Yeah. Uh, just depends. See, I don't who you know because some guys will fish like, like I, I always say. I bought I threw S waivers. They go put on thirty pound mono. I'm like, all right. Yeah, so but like, I lost two th- S waivers that day on thirty pound. I, was, I got a backlash, let it oh. go, and fucking, long behold, that shit fell right in the water, and I couldn't get it out, and I'm yeah. not swimming for a $50 ass wave. Uh, no. <laughs> no. And uh, line-wise, usually for me, it's 20. If I'm fishing, like, the big stuff, like a 10-inch soft bait, 12-inch soft bait, it might go to 25, but it's like, um, you know, s- some of the guys that you've had on the podcast, Gilbert specifically, like, he's a big proponent of light line and mm-hmm. as natural as it can be. Uh, and tying it all back in, like we're all throw. Well, personally, I started throwing swim baits to catch my PB. Yeah. And if you're not in that same book, if you're not there to do it, then, you know, maybe you do throw something a little bit different, but if your sole purpose and goal is to try to catch that PB, you got to do all you can to hide yeah. it. What, what type of line? So if someone did want to buy that line, yeah. who makes it? Uh, Iser line. Iser line. Yeah, triple X. I buy it by the, the giant spool because okay. that's another thing. Like I'm constantly re-spooling. How, how many times do you uh, – so are you putting the whole reel? No, no, no backing. Like no, I, um, for the style of fishing I do now, it's a lot of shore fishing. Okay. So I'm fishing like the Daiwa Ryoga 1520, which mm-hmm. is a little bit smaller reel. It doesn't hold a ton of line. Uh, maybe like 80, 90 yards of that 20-pound. So, you know, just spool it up and it's gone. But yeah. the nice thing about the Iser triple triple X is that it's not nearly as expensive as fluoro. So you don't feel bad just running through it. How, uh, how many, how often do you change? Probably about every two trips. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
like three at most just it and a lot of it also depends on time like if i (laughs) if i have an hour to break free and i can go down to the local local spot yeah exactly it's fine i'm like ah probably you know probably until you lose that 300 almost yeah and that's what happens so back to that story uh I sat there and we have we have t- we had tire chains in the boat. I don't know if we still do mm-hmm. to drag the bottom. And I dragged the bottom for 35 40 minutes and I just left the lake so defeated. Oh my god. Yeah. And that was your most expensive loss. It was. But it, and it for me it wasn't the expense of the loss. It was the ability to replace it. You you could not get the bull shooter at the time mm-hmm. and it was getting bit. So are you familiar with it? No, I'm not. It's a, I've heard of it's a bluegill. It's a bluegill glide bait yes. and um, injected from depths. It's a great, it's a nice bait. No, I think it was the 190, 190 millimeters. So mm-hmm. it's a big bait. Um, just couldn't find them anywhere. So that was, <laughs> that was the toughest loss. Yeah. What's your most expensive bait you throw? Um, the, the fortunate spot that I'm in now, a lot of my baits I pay retail for. Mm-hmm. And I've also gotten to the point in my life where I'm not chasing after certain baits, baits as much. Um, I just kind of make do with what I have. But like uh, this this bait, for example, that's a version of what I caught my PB on. I, I that's So that's the DRT, Swim It Underground Collaboration Color. Mm-hmm. I caught my PB on a prototype version of it. Uh it was like one of three baits. There's no, I lost it to a seal. It's like, you're not getting it back. It's gone. Yeah. Um, so happens. Yeah. But, um, I'm sorry. I got, I got your most expensive bait. Oh, was, yeah. That, that you I throw have, now that you had throw. Yeah. Uh, how about that you own? I just want to know how much someone would pay for a bait. Well, again, um, <laughs> or how much would it be? How about yeah, that? How so much that's a great question. Yeah. Um, I got a three bait set, four bait set. When we were in Japan, there was only a hundred sets made, uh-huh. and in all order, handcrafted. Uh, the no, these particular ones are injected. It's okay, this, it's um same thing here. Okay, um, uh, this particular set, each individual bait on auction sells for like between three and five hundred, depending. Oh my god! And you I got the four bait you set. Didn't throw those? Do you? No, I. The, <laughs> I'm not a collector like of baits, and yeah. and even with these particular ones, like I've had to go back to manufacturers and say, hey. Uh, I fished that bait. I, I kind of wanted to tuck one away for the collection. Yeah. Um, for the swimming, it's kind of like it just documents the history for us. You're able to see exactly what we've done with all the great bait makers that we work you with. You know, uh, you know, it'd be awesome. Like down the line to have a warehouse where you could see all this. Oh yeah, right. That'd be cool to walk in there and say, "Hey, let's go check out like the history." Kind of of you know, that'd be super and rods. Yeah, I'm sure low down custom stuff. You use use their rods. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So it's uh it's kind of interesting. We we didn't get into that subject, but me personally, um there was there's other rod makers around and um I even had like personal relationships with certain rod makers, swim bait rod makers mm-hmm. at the time and I reached out to them and I said, "Hey, I'm I want to get into swim baiting. Uh can you help me with some recommendations on a rod?" And I got nothing. No response. Yeah. Somebody that I had known for a long time. And uh so I'm like, all right, cool. I messaged Ben from Lowdown out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Just he was making rods. He had just gotten started maybe a year before. And uh, I'm like, hey, I'm looking for a rod. Can you kind of point me in the right direction? He's like, sure. Let's meet out at this park in Orange County, wherever it was. Yeah. And at the time, I was living in Redondo Beach, so it was not How a big far? deal. No. He lives down in Tustin, right? Uh, at that time, he might have been in Fullerton. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, so met up at a park, checked out the rods. My, at the time, by the way, my wife thought this was the weirdest thing in the world. Like, number one, you're meeting guys online. Number two, you're going to city <laughs> park lakes too. in the middle of the night. <laughs> and like, do you even know this guy? Um, and but what, are you, what are you really into? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, I seen Brokeback Mountain, man. Yeah. And I'm like, it. But at the time, you know, is it, it was so far, so so much before Instagram and all these things that it was the way that we could all connect. So. Long story short, meet up with him, makes me my first rod, and those are the only rods I've ever fished. Really? Yeah. When was that into your swim bait career? Like, was that- 2010. Like, so, that it's was like, like the next year you got into it. So- after I'm sorry, the year after you got into it, you kind of looked for a good rod. Uh, it, I don't know exactly the, the lineup of the dates, but I, it was the only rod I ever ordered specifically for swim baiting. I, um, so I ordered it and there was a little bit of a wait time. So I bought another brand and I, commercial brand. Yeah. Commercial brand. Okay. It wasn't the best swim bait rod. Actually, I take that back. I had two other rods. Uh, one was the, the one that Peters recommends and, mm-hmm. and, uh, in Southern trout eaters and Butch Brown, it's the BBR, I think the nine sixty six, the old Loomis. It's a great rod. Um, I had that for throwing hard baits bigger hard bait or excuse me, bigger soft baits. Mm-hmm. And then this rod that I ordered from Lowdown was like your, it was a heavy rod. So it covered a lot of what you're seeing on the table, but didn't have that upper, upper, um, range, if you will. And the reason I like asking questions like this is because when I'm doing something, mm-hmm. I hate, I mean, everyone has to deal with the learning curve, but if I can just go, Hey, don't spend a hundred bucks on this rod, spend three fifty on this. Cause you're going to save time. The money, yeah. the effort to like, I'd rather someone just tell me, save your money up, get this. And you know what I'm saying? And I, that's why I like going, how long were you fishing before you bought this rod? Yeah. Well, I just went straight to the fucking rod and said, hey, I'm not going to deal with anything. That, I just want to And that's what was nice about the forum at the time. Yeah. It cut your learning curve in half. Like yeah. you could get the details that you needed mm-hmm. and you could get them quick. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, the having a warehouse with all the rods and all the real like cool yeah it'd be it'd be really nice and i actually have a buddy that's working on a uh a nice big rod rack for me right now yeah i currently have like one side of my entire garage just full of them because a lot of times how many rods do you have uh (laughs) a lot uh 50 or 50 or lower like we talking freshwater style only or like because you fish different uh, saltwater rods uh for what I do, no. But like, okay. let's say we're going on a tuna trip tomorrow. Yeah. I could go to my dad's house and there's <laughs> like three times as many as I have. So, uh, but at my house, I want to say the last count I had was like 22, 24. That's not bad. But there's, uh, when it comes to the swim bait world, you really need like between two and three. Really? Yeah, like if you if you're really getting into this, do you have reels to match all those rods? Not everyone, no, but I I do have a lot of reels too. Uh, but it's just like anything else. Like like I I've talked to my wife Jen about. I'm like I don't golf. I don't have other hobbies. Like you know, this is pretty much it. Well, except for hunting. I, yeah. I've recently got into hunting. I uh, I got her a uh, a dog as a Christmas present, a, a Fox Red Lab, like four years ago. You got your wife a dog. 
Yeah, so that's Hold the on. best part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> and you made sure to research that one, just like with the fishing rod. Yes. And go, what kind of dog is the best hunting Interestingly, dog? <laughs> no. Interestingly <laughs> enough, she grew up in a, in a family of hunters. My okay. father-in-law hunts, my brother-in-law hunts, and uh, I was never that into it. I always fished. And so when it came to getting a new lab that she wanted, you know, we're, we're living on our own, married, all that stuff, had a house finally. Um she wanted a lab of her own. So I went to the guys and said, hey, who has the best labs? And they said, Rainy Ranch out in Santa Isabella, out by uh, kind of near Henshaw. Okay. Um, it's right out there. Okay. And uh, I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. So I got him, and incredible dog. But, like, you're talking about a, a Ferrari of dogs. Like, <laughs> the, the guy's a freak. Um, he's, he's probably, like, 80 pounds right now in the off season. Mm-hmm. But, like, as, as we get into season more... He's just ripped. He's yeah. a, he's a big dog, and he needs to be worked. So I went from not hunting at all to starting to hunt a little bit with my buddy up in Northern California, mm-hmm. and then hunting a little bit here in Southern California during the winter. And then it really turned, uh, interestingly enough, when, when did the Chargers leave San Diego? Like three years ago? Yeah. Uh, so three years ago, the Chargers left San Diego, and my dad, who I fished with my entire life, and... Uh, he was like pretty heartbroken about the Chargers leaving like <laughs> season tickets for over 35 yeah, years. Yeah. And for me, I had already mentally like broken away from them. I kind of <laughs> stopped following pro football. I don't know, like six, seven years ago. When you uh, started fishing. No, no, I'm just, gosh, no, no, we, we would, uh, we would, we would spend our time at the charger games uh, all day, like mm-hmm. as a family, me, my dad, my brother, my mom and sister didn't go as much, but we would always go to charger games. So when the chargers left San Diego, my dad had all the free time in the world in the fall and winter, and that's kind of when the saltwater tapers off, and he's big into saltwater. So a lot of the current saltwater fishing that I'm doing is with him. Okay. So last year, we both got our PBs, um, I think on the same day or a day apart. We were, we were together. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool to see him because we grew up live bait fishermen, and uh, for me, I always wanted to ch- I wanted different. I didn't want to sit off the back of the boat and fish. So they'd be catching fish on the back of the boat and I'm out on the front throwing whatever I could at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's really neat. Obviously he taught me how to do all that stuff. And now it's kind of like the learning curve of transitioning and because he was never a freshwater fisherman. It's okay. not his style. Yeah. Uh, so now it's getting him to learn how to use those same techniques. So same casting reels, same rods that we're using baits. He loves the, his favorite bait is the 190, the the lucky craft. I love that bait too. Too. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he smokes them on that thing. <laughs> All sizes. Makes it, what makes it really cool for you though, to see your dad kind of like what you're liking, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, the bonding experience is probably amazing. Oh, and like, uh, I, I, I'm getting forward, getting ready and looking forward to, we got some, we got some big plans this, this fall and winter. Mm-hmm. Um, the Calico thing didn't really go the, our way this summer for yeah. whatever reason, the water conditions were really, uh, down by us were really up and down. Okay. The temps were constantly changing, so we could never get on that consistent pattern that we found last year. Um, but so he had all the free time in the world now, uh, in the fall and winter. So he went from never really hunting to then the two of us kind of learning how to hunt together. Um, I've got a buddy, I mentioned him a little bit earlier up in Northern California, mm-hmm. teaches me all this stuff. So in the meantime, I go up and spend, I'll go up there and spend a weekend with him, come back. And it is learning together, but also teaching him. 
Um, cause I'm still, I'm so, so green when it comes to yeah. the hunting side, but, uh, really looking forward to a cool trip coming up, uh, se- like September 20th. And you guys probably. do that down in San Diego? There's nothing. Well, you can't really do any hunting in San Diego, but we go out East to like, uh, okay. the out right off the Salton sea. There's some, there's some spots out there. So we have a little, uh, little club that we go to, got a trailer, got the dog, got wow. this little, little mini truck. That's like fully kitted. <laughs> it's got gun racks on the side. Oh, and that's another cool thing I brought in yeah. a Japanese mini truck. It's a right hand drive Suzuki, uh, Suzuki carry. It's a three cylinder. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. It's it's cool. Uh, we have we have a really good time out there. Yeah. So, but it what times that we used to spend together at Charger games, we're now spending together in the duck blind or you know in the dove field, whatever. Yeah, it might and then be. cooking, bring on cooking, right? Oh man, he's <laughs> he's a killer chef. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I I suck, but he's really good. <laughs> like he cans his own tuna. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's unbelievable. Like yeah. it looks really gross. It's in one of those clear mason jars. Yeah, I've seen it. It's it looks so disgusting. <laughs> but it's delicious. Oh, it's the best. Like I don't eat, I don't eat tuna out. I don't eat fish out. Like you go to really? my parents' house, everything. The freezer is stocked year round. With, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So right now those guys are out chasing yellowfin, and they got a big bluefin a couple of weeks ago. Two two thirty six, I think. That's yeah. big. Good yeah. one. So great. Not as biggest, but good. <laughs> as biggest last year, I think was two fifty six. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'd love to catch something like that. So. Maybe you will soon, man. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm stoked for you. I really hope you get them tomorrow. Yeah, later. we'll see. We'll see. Let's uh, break these baits down. Yeah. So cool. we'll do. We'll go through. We can go through uh, just quickly, like what who makes each bait, and I'll get a video of it, and then kind of break down the collaborations. You know. Perfect. Yeah. So we'll start uh, with the closest. The closest one to you. It's the uh, toxic baits. You could hold them up oh, if you want. That way, cool. I can kind of. So this is actually the first one we did and th- just happened to pick it up. Uh, Caesar is actually a good friend from toxic uh-huh. baits. I was just recently up there. We did our first booth, which was really cool. Uh, this is his Wade hogs killer bluegill bait. And it doesn't have hooks or it doesn't have tail because this is one of the baits that, uh, we sold first. I didn't even keep one for myself. Really? Nope. Uh, because well, this, I have this a couple was one of your first collaborations then. this was the first, the very first, very one. first okay. one. Yeah. And he did this color specifically for us. And at the time I didn't really think that it was going to be anything. Um, and then started talking to the team and w- then it just kind of kept going into the next one into the next one. But, uh, the Wade hogs and, uh, he calls this color Delta grape was the first. Luckily I was able to, uh, to hit him up after that and, up at Toxic Day, he gave me this one, so I haven't had time to put the tail and hooks in there. But uh, nice crank down or a waker, yeah. And he builds them all by hand. Pretty, you know, good bluegill. Yeah, it looks great. Pattern, yeah. yeah. Um, gets bit too. I've caught some great fish on it. Uh, I haven't fished that particular one in saltwater, but the 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 gill bait profile just gets bit and that's got that nice fat body so it's really buoyant yeah uh, so whether you're cranking it or waking it, it 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 does a little bit of both next one up is the uh ufo build gill this was one of our more recent baits uh local guy also southern california and uh, a little bit different than everything else you see super narrow profile uh big joint was a three-piece bait bait with the lip this is strictly a waker Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got a really good subtle wake and this one hasn't been fished, but one that I have has been fished and you kind of tweak the tail a little bit and you can hear like the squeaky joint. Okay. Um, these baits that you see here on the table don't get fished 
in my opinion, the baits that get bit more are the baits that get fished more. Yeah. Everything just gets broken in. Yeah. And uh, then you get your confidence in it and, and you know it's the right bait at the right time. But uh, this, uh, can you get any of these still? No. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> None of them. How quick are they do you usually sell out? Um, this one was less than two minutes, I think. Uh, wow. The Wade Hogs was probably. And that one was called what again? UFO. UFO. Okay. Yeah. They're lo- are they local? San Diego. San Diego. Okay. Yeah. And um, so they're, they're local guys. Uh, they were actually up at Toxic Day too, so it was good to connect. And, and he's close by the, by the shop, so I can kind of connect every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, uh, the, the, when it comes down to like the quantities of, quantities of each of these baits, it's really hard for these garage builders to keep up with demand. I couldn't imagine building 20 of those. <laughs> like 20 of them. And not just that, but the paint and everything else that goes oh, into it. dude. And like, it's to the point where we started the first one we did with Caesar. I was like, yeah, let's do 20. Uh-huh. Okay. That's great. We've gotten to the point now where I'm asking any of them to do 50 just because we feel bad that we can't get in more into the hands of the people that. So that then, yeah. So then it takes a couple of months for them to even get that yeah. going sometimes. Right? Yeah. Like we're at the beginning of this year, I put out a, a like a calendar with general ideas of when we want baits and we've we've hit most of them this Mm -hmm. year um but like this next one i know the guy's been working on them he's gonna do 50 he's been working on them for two months he's not a full-time bait maker yeah no so that's where it gets a little tricky you know these guys have families and uh i think that's one of the things that's for me most frustrating about the the bait game in general yeah um, if you got to talk to some of these, these guys that are making these baits and, and you see what they're putting into it and the amount of time that it takes them, like as, as a society, we've become so entitled to certain things. Like it, let's say there's only 50 of them. If you don't get one, well, try again on the next round. Yeah. Like, you're not going to, you can't be yelling at some guy or yeah, eh, that's kind of the stuff. <laughs> it's tough. If yeah. I, if, if we could get 200 of them and he could snap his fingers and get 200 baits, oh, of course he's right. going to make them. But yeah. then person 201 still going to want one yeah <laughs> so um yeah so that's kind of like the 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 ups and downs of of these baits yeah but it's really neat for us to be able to work with all the bait makers from united states and japan uh-huh. and be able to give a product sell a product that we use and that we believe in okay like we've used these baits versions of these they've been tested the colors have been talked about it's not like we're just saying oh yeah let's put that one out there next that's not how it no, goes. No, you're like doing new yeah, homework on like it. Like catching yeah. fish. Like we're yeah. working on baits right now for this fall and spring. Okay. There's there's things in the pipeline that we have coming that we're currently testing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Because at the end of the day, like we don't want somebody spending their hard-earned money on something that's not going to get bit. Yeah. Or that's not high quality. Like yes. the, the things that we're putting out, what you see here are the, the cream of the crop. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the next one you see is the... Toxic baits. Uh, this is his wake and crank, and I jacked the tail up in the packaging. But same color delta grape. This was one that we did with Caesar. I don't remember how many we did on this run, but the wake and crank is exactly what it says. It's a wake or a crank down. Um, Caesar's based out of the delta, mm-hmm. so a lot of muddy water, a lot of weed lines and stuff. So a crank down there is something in that you know six six inch six to twelve inch range. We'll mm-hmm. get down. Yeah. You're just kind of 
it's like it's kind of like fishing kelp you know you yeah know how it goes you're just looking for that kelp edge <laughs> yeah. looking for something that's out there and active exactly uh it's not like we're deep diving a crankbait or anything <laughs> like that um but super versatile bait well built and uh good dude he was down here recently out on the boat fishing oh great uh, fishing calicos and yellowtail and they got some tuna so good stuff uh, next one is the, this was actually our first Japanese bait and it's the DRT clash nine. Oh, okay. excuse me. The first one was actually the, the tiny clash, Okay, but the um, clash nine is your nine inch bait. It's got a removable lip, removable tail. This is our patented uh, golden China color. This is a is color that a wrap. This is not a wrap. This is a process that they do in Japan. No way. Yeah. So, um, I found this image. We tested it. We had different versions of it come back. Uh-huh. And this is what we ended up going with. So there's going to be more of these. And that's where you can see the same thing in the tiny clash here. Um, there's going to be more of these in the future. And it it's kind of become our signature color, if you will. Golden Shiner across the board has... Kind of, the nice thing for the, the freshwater guys is that it's super versatile. So it can be... It can look like something back east, look at something out here not trout fed only. Yeah. Um, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a rad color. And this is actually the the prototype of, or the prototype of this bait is what I cut my PB on. Okay. Um, can fish it a bunch of different ways. Just comes down to how much time you want to spend on it. And more importantly, like what, what's biting and and what's going on (coughs) next up the, uh, 86. This is a multi-piece bait, four pieces. And, Matt's also local. Uh, he lives up in Temecula. Who's that? Who makes it? 86 Baits. 86 Baits. Yeah, Matt Hom is his name. Okay. And uh, this is a this is a floater. We did uh, brighter colored fins for the floater, mm-hmm. but this is a four-piece floater and just really moves in the water easily. So with this particular bait, just like to cast it out on a point and like engage the reel and then just like, not even reel, just let the bait kind of do its own thing and pretty successful with that. So this is his version of of the uh the golden shiner okay and uh this one they all, i mean they all none of these w- w- lasted longer than than 10 minutes <laughs> especially when it comes to like the u.s garage yeah bait. so like he's a guy that came up through the the forums so you kind of got to see his bait yeah transform yep and caesar was on the forums as well cool. so um that's actually how we met before yeah. he was making baits full-time and yeah pretty neat uh the next one we've got is the rego roach this was the uh, the U.S. color, single-piece rat. Most rats are two pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular one has a real subtle. I really like this bait on calm nights. Okay. Doesn't do much. If it's choppy, it's not the right bait, but uh, it's just super subtle and single hook. It's a, it's a rad little bait. Um, we actually did a different version of it for Japan. So this was the U.S. version, uh-huh. and the red one was the Japanese one. So what we took to keep cast, uh, we did a hundred of these 50 each day. They sold out quick and, uh, that color and this bait will never be done again. And that's wow. how a lot of these things are. Unless, unless we do it again with them, it, it won't be done yeah. in that, in that combination. Um, but yeah, you know, traditional white belly, red bait. It's cool. tough to be. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. It's a looking thing like yeah. a carving too. And Rego, Rego is like one of the original original swim bait guys yeah, yeah um jerry rago has been around for for as long as almost swim baits in general um and uh it's really neat for us to be able to work with somebody who's been in the industry as long as we have to have that that level of respect for him. yeah 
Um, next up, we've got the DRT Tiny Clash in Golden Shiner. This was actually the first JDM bait that we did. Same same pattern as the K9. Uh, these baits are versatile, uh, tough to beat when it comes to summer months like this. This bait's going to get bit anything. And this is actually what I caught my fish on in uh, in Japan at Biwa. Uh, it's a good just all around in the summertime. Yep. Summertime or smaller fish, like you're trying, you're testing out new water. You can cover water quick with it. You're just looking for that reaction yeah. type strike. Um, and in super versatile baits across the board. This one is one that we actually didn't sell. This is the OD rat in a chameleon paint that we did. This was done as a gift for a lot of the guys that we saw back in Japan. Okay. Uh, so OD rat was originally started by wit. I believe Whit Curry, and mm-hmm. he recently sold it to. Sorry, to somebody. <laughs> the guy yeah, you thought a rat that? was going to really get you in the. Yeah, back. exactly. You're holding the rat, and something <laughs> comes over your shoulder. Uh, so yeah, originally by that Whit, and recently amazing, sold. Man. Yeah, so the the gentleman that that took it over has an automotive background, so he's familiar with working with this um, you know chameleon paint for for cars, and uh, it's been I think there was maybe six made. Most live in Japan now. With, and he's uh, with guys. he carved it too. Uh, so Whit Curry carved this bait, okay. and then he sold it to Mario. So um, this bait was, you know, one of six that we didn't actually sell. Uh-huh. We might do something with with uh, Mario at, over at OD at some point, but it definitely won't be in that color. Yeah, uh, it was just really cool to be able to give something to the guys in Japan that took such good care of us. Give them something that you know that that means a lot from us yeah. and something super unique. Um, the next one up is the Monka crawler. It's a one piece crawler bait and crawlers are pretty popular in Japan right now. They're, this is the one you like you talked about earlier, right? Yeah. The one where I was talking about the, just the, the top water explosion. It's, it's like nothing I've, I've seen in, uh, in fishing when they come up and hit this thing, it's like, they want it out of the water. They don't want any <laughs> part of it. Um, so this particular one's one piece, you got the prop, you got the wings, um, and Monka is a Japanese bait maker. Uh-huh. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. Cool bait. Totally different too. Like different. Yeah. And they get bit. Yeah. Like, there's, there's dude, I think we, the la- the last one we did was a two piece, which I don't know where that is. Might have to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a two piece version of it and a guy in Canada won one uh-huh. and, and we, we gave one away as on our Instagram and which we do a lot, by the way, usually with any of these baits, but uh, after we sell them out, we give one away. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, um, just in the various you know various ways that we do it. Somebody's yeah. usually getting one. Um, but the guy from Canada caught a fish on it real quick, and it was like it was early in the early in the season. I was not expecting him to get wow. to get one on it. Yeah, top water that cold. Uh, next up is the Sly Guy Bluegill. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to say it's seven and a quarter, and uh, it's a glide. This particular one is the color that we did. This was from the first batch. We've done two batches with Clayton. He actually was part of the forums from before too. Okay. So kind of seeing his baits really evolve. And um, I mean, incredible paint, as you can see on this yeah, one. Yeah, dude. The bluegill is it's second to none. You uh, fished this one before? Uh, not this particular bait, but mm-hmm. yes, yeah. I do have an extra slow sink that I have <laughs> fished. And um, the the last run we did with him, we did some extra slow sink and some floaters, just trying to do something a little bit different. Yeah. But, uh, this particular one, he sent me a bunch of different actual pictures of bluegill and picked one out 
and this is the one we went with and yeah it's so dialed in yeah it's uh it's an incredible paint job across the board clayton's a super talented guy yeah and next up we have two baits that haven't been released but we may do down the road this is a giant crawler uh from the same company of monka yeah so this one's huge and this one i haven't fished at all uh i don't know if i want to put hooks on it just because it's so cool and it just like it just stands out but you know check out the detail even down into the eye like you've got our logo in the eye super dialed in stuff uh and for those of you that are listening and and not uh, not watching the bait is probably 10 let's see 10 inches 11 inches yeah right about right about 9 10 inches it's got a big profile and it it's got giant wings and a ton of hardware it's not natural in any way shape or form like i was talking about earlier if you're looking for that pv but if you're looking for that reaction strike uh this is going to be it for you it's pretty uh pretty unique for sure and i don't think there's many of these in the u.s at all maybe like a handful yeah uh next up is a another monka bait that that we're looking at potentially doing it's kind of your traditional topwater um topwater bait similar to a punker i would say at least from what i can tell uh haven't fished this one yet either because it just hasn't been the time of the year but same thing detail in the eye you got the logo uh, so we're going to be talking to the guys over at Monka to see if we can't get a few of these. We tried to get them uh, earlier this summer to get a few samples so we could fish and kind of go to market with it, mm-hmm. but they're not quite ready. I think they're actually tweaking a few things on it. So this one kind of has got like that shark profile in the front. That's they're, cool. Dude. They're tweaking a few things and uh, going to make some changes. Awesome. We'll, we'll see what's uh, what's next with that one uh another crawler bait so you can kind of see that's the the trend in japan this is the battle wing from i don't know how to pronounce it it's it looks like kuroto to me but not exactly sure (laughs) um so this was actually the first wing bait that we did i believe uh two piece good solid knock and uh it's just it's a i mean incredible paint job on this one you got our logos and again fish catcher so uh, crazy, dude. Yeah, so these baits, a friend introduced me to them a while ago, and we've caught fish on them. And I reached out to him, and I was like, "Hey, we're looking to do something, and uh, would you be open to it?" And he said, "Absolutely." So uh, it's really neat when you have the the ability to talk to the guys that are actually making it, and maybe make some subtle changes or some suggestions on the as far as the paint goes. Yeah, to to fit the U.S. market because the U.S. and Japanese markets are two totally different places. Yeah. Um, but the craftsmanship, like all these baits, everything, yeah, yeah, everything that we sell is really dialed in high end baits, quality components. Like we're not putting any junk out. Um, and you're doing limited release stuff. So limited. Yeah. Uh, and like I said earlier, if we, if we had the ability to do more, we would. Yeah. This was our most recent one. I didn't get them to get that. Sorry. Camera. That's awesome too. The tail's crazy. Yeah, so this is another uh Rago bait. This is um what what we're calling the D three. It's a three piece. It's based off his original uh top trout. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of a different different bill, diamond bill for uh helps with the uh if you're fishing it all day, because it's got two two line ties. So the nose line tie is gonna let you crank it down. And if you're fishing a big bait like this with a huge lip and you're cranking it down all day, the resistance, it just puts pressure on the body and it, and it becomes tiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the diamond bill still gets that same crank down effect, 
but not nearly as much resistance and it doesn't put the pressure on your body. Uh, it also kind of gives it a different, um, seeking or hunting action when it's underwater. Okay. Uh, so this baits, this baits, um, it's a cool bait. I actually caught a fish. I was, I think I was one of the first to catch a fish on it here in the States. Um, a couple weeks ago, caught a little guy on it up at a local lake. It was, it was top water. I was fishing the wake, the wake line tie, not mm-hmm. the, uh, the crank down. Uh, it was cool. I think it's going to do very well when it comes to fall here. A yeah. lot of guys back East really like the crank down stuff and yeah. they start their, their big fish seasons coming up here, September, October, as their weather changes, the fish kind of start to move and, and get bigger. So this bait, you're going to see a lot of things from it here from the guys that have it. This color was called the, uh, dirt bag. I think we did like more <laughs> of a, this, this is more like a shiner ish. And we did like a, a silver, silver shad color as well. Yeah. Um, you'll see more from this bait in the future, some other cool stuff that's coming. So that's it for the baits. I think, I hope I didn't forget any of them. Um, but again, all baits that we fished, we've tested, we believe in, and it's not just, not just one person, you know, in one location, we've got guys all yeah. over the States fishing them. Uh, it's like, it's, it's really cool. So like we're back in Japan and a uh, guy, guy, our translator actually wanted one of these sly guys. And I'm like, I can't get you one right now, <laughs> but, but like next time we do a run, I can, I'll, I'll get it for you. I'll and, let you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, as a thank you, because he was huge, like, uh, I sent him one and he recently got it and he hasn't, he hasn't fished it yet. I think he just got it last week, but, uh, it's kind of cool to see things from somebody's garage and up and near the Delta going over to a guy in Japan. Right. And, uh, at the end still chasing the same green bass that we all are <laughs> yeah and and it's cool to promote all these guys because they're all working hard to make you know totally quality lures man. yep they're all they're all there to make you know make quality lures and and we're doing things with other like brands and by no means just because we haven't worked them does that yeah, mean they're exactly uh it just for whatever reason our timing their timing or production levels whatever it might be it just hasn't worked out but mm-hmm. uh when it comes to these things like there this is this really kind of drive baits kind of drive the the swim bait world and that's how i found the forum initially was like yeah. looking for a specific glide bait i was looking for one back in the day mm-hmm. uh excuse me not a glide bait a bluegill bait uh-huh. and that's how i stumbled into nation way back when um and it's kind of the one of the, the biggest commodities that are that are out there as far as the the big bait world goes yeah definitely yep those baits are amazing yeah, really cool they're they're do. all pieces of like just pieces of art. Every single one of them. Each yeah. one of these bait makers is so talented in their own way. Like, there's no way I could do anything with on their level or even close. Like, that's the cool part about it. Working with, like, we kind of chuckled about uh, certain things earlier, but these people are these guys are all artists. Yeah, in their yeah. own way, and like really, really cool. Not only to make art, but functional art. Yeah, things that float, swim. They do what they want them to do, and they catch fish. Yeah, really. Um. Do you have any plans for the future? Like anything events coming up, uh, ideas, tournaments, like anything actually in the works yet? Yeah. You know, we're always working on new stuff. That's the name of the game is just trying to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to the things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this might be coming out around the time of the lateral vision show. Yeah. Uh, Nick is, Nick's a good friend and asked that we come up. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it up uh, personally and the crew just couldn't put it together. So we're not going to be able to be there, but that would have been a rad show to go to. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are good dudes. And I think it's going to be a, anytime that anybody in the community can get together, I, I think it's incredibly important for us to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, so there's that 
We've got Japan coming again in March. Uh, I'm starting to put those plans together. There's a good chance we might do be doing a Canada trip next year. Wow. Yeah, for some smallie fishing. That'd be cool. uh, there's a there's a group of guys up there that uh we're trying to get something working and um I think that's it for the trip side of things. Obviously, you know, continue to keep an eye out for our next collaboration or next big release. We've got some stuff coming out here soon. Uh and um let me think. Holiday season's coming. We'll have yeah. some new stuff, of course. Keep an eye out on the website swimbaitunderground.com that's kind of like what we've been trying to do is anytime we do any of these baits or we try to do anything exclusive we try to give the forum members first crack at it so we'll do like a little pre-sale or we'll and you like, usually put up something on instagram that says a date go to the website right. and i think that's cool yeah so yeah. that so we kind of use them both both social and and the and the forum to kind of help each other and compliment so tournament dates or code or any of that stuff is shared on both but really try to give the guys on the forum a, a, a more of a heads up when it yeah. comes to certain things. So yeah. like one of the baits, they might get a half an hour heads up, like, Hey, here they are. So we'll post it. You can buy it right there before it goes live, mm-hmm. uh, which is a nice thing uh, just to kind of say thanks. Yeah. And, and more than anything, just keep, uh, keep stuff consistent there on the, on, because that's what we started out as, you know, as a, as a spot to, to share and, and learn about swim bait fishing. So, um, yeah, anything that we're doing will be announced on the forum, social media. Uh, we've got some cool projects coming up too. Cool, a lot of a lot of new things in the works, and more than anything, just trying to keep it different, but at the same time, continue to keep like uh, keep putting out a product that we believe in, that we use. So, fishing, spending time on the water, doing whatever we can to learn, and uh, yeah, just continue to grow. Awesome. Uh, so, where can they reach you? Just uh, on Instagram, Tlimit Underground. Yeah, best uh, place to go. So the the it depends what you're looking for. Like, <laughs> if you want information, Instagram at Swimmate Underground is the best. Uh-huh. Um, if you need like to contact or message, it's not usually the best because our inbox is continuously filled with people <laughs> tagging or messaging things like that. If you have actual questions that you need answered. Um, in a timely manner, I would uh, recommend going to swimmateunderground.com mm-hmm. or com. All the contact information is there, how you can contact us um, through the email. The most general one is sales at swimmateunderground.com. Uh, that's how you're going to get your quickest answers. Um, but yeah, we're, we're always available on all those platforms. It's just, uh, it just, there's a ton to manage with them. So if we don't get right back to you or if we don't have the ability to, you know, hold an extra bait or do different things for you, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, again, I wish I could have one for everybody. Yeah. Well, thanks again for coming on, dude. Appreciate you driving up here. Um, check out Swimbait Underground. It's something that we really support too. I mean, they're doing something cool for the community. So check them out, support them, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Right on. Thanks a lot. And and thank you again for what you do, man. This has been great. Thanks, I've listened man, to almost every that. episode. I uh, need to catch up on a couple on the way down. And uh, it's it's really a neat thing that you're doing. Thanks, man. Yep. Yeah.